0: Is an inevitable and an unbearably painful reality that all of us will have to face in life. It's something that we're going to have to grapple with as loved ones pass away, as we come face to face with our own mortality. It brings Painful consequences that we have to navigate, not just mourning people that we care about that we get separated from, but dealing with all of the turmoil and all of the discord that the loss of a loved one can bring as siblings and family members argue over how an estate is divided up, as a matriarch that was the glue of the family passes away and the family bonds just seem to dissolve, we all struggle with the reality of death. And in that struggle, a lot of times we as people seem to reach for a common question, and it's a question that Scripture itself speaks to over and over. Why? Why? do we have to face death? Why do we have to go through that pain? And while Scripture itself is full of people like us wrestling with that very same reality, I find that we as Christians today don't always have the most scriptural answers to that question. Don't get me wrong, I think we mean well with the things that we say in our sermons and bible classes the things that we say to someone when sending them a sympathy card or or speaking to them in the receiving line at a visitation or funeral yet oftentimes those things that we very commonly reach for are not only trite they're also untrue because we'll say things like well god knew that it was their time or we'll say things like well God just needed them more than we do. And while we mean well, while we think we're saying the right thing because we're appealing to God's wisdom, he is wise, we're appealing to God's sovereignty, and he is Lord over all, when we say that, we actually conspire with the world in a way because we position God as being the author, the orchestrator, the cause of death. But is that true? Is that what God's Word actually says? Well, according to the Apostle Paul, in the New Testament letter to the Romans, in chapter 5 and verse 12, he said, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. Why do we die? Because of sin. And that's not to say that there's a one-to-one relationship. Because of that time that you cursed under your breath, you developed heart disease. That's not what we're talking about here we're talking about the fact that when God first created the world, sin and death weren't a part of it. It wasn't God's plan. It wasn't God's design that we should have to bear up with the burden of death. Sin did that to us. Humanity's sin did that to us. When we reached out, instead of trusting God to teach us what's good and what's evil, we decided we wanted to define that for ourselves. And while you and I have never been in the Garden of Eden, while you and I never reached out and ate the forbidden fruit, well, our sin is different than the sin of Adam. We all do sin. And that. Why there's death. That's why there's childhood cancer. That's why there's young adults taken in accidents. That's why older adults have to struggle with decline until their life finally ebbs. That's why there's hunger and war and terrorism and natural disasters. The reason that there is death in the world is not because God wanted it that way, it's because humanity wanted things our way. We chose Sin, And when we get to see God come face to face with death, with the consequences of it, we see him express a much different attitude than our depiction of God reaching down and plucking a beautiful earthly flower to add to his heavenly bouquet. No, in passages like John chapter 11, where Jesus comes face to face with the consequences of death as he sees its effect when his beloved friend Lazarus has passed away and just how his whole family and friends and acquaintances are grieving. We read in John chapter 11 and verse 32, Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. also have kept this man from dying. When God was face to face with death, what was his reaction? He was deeply moved in his spirit as we see him in the person of Jesus. Other ways of translating that is he was indignant. Why was Jesus indignant? I don't think it's that he was indignant that we felt grief that we should know that God took our loved one and he needed them more than we did, so we should just have more faith. That's not how this passage reads at all. He was indignant at the pain that we felt. He was indignant at the turmoil that this family, that this community was put in because of death, because he knew it wasn't supposed to be that way. That's not what God created us for. So when he came face to face with death, the author of life, wept with us. But he didn't just weep. He also did something about it. In fact, that's the very reason why God's Son was here in the flesh in the first place. As the New Testament letter of Hebrews in chapter 2 tells us, beginning with verse 14, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death, He might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Did you hear who God's word says holds the power of death? It's not God. It's the devil. And he uses that power to cause all of that fear and all of that anxiety and all of that turmoil and all in hopes of ruining us, of enslaving us, and keeping us away from that life of love and light and freedom that God wants for us. And Jesus came to save us from that. He came to destroy the power of death, to render Satan's ability to hold us in chains like that, obsolete. To set us free to know that death isn't the end. That even if we face the worst this world can throw at us, death. He bore the consequence of our sin. He rose from the dead and now we have hope. To really understand what Jesus came to do through his death, burial, and resurrection, to really understand just what it is Jesus is coming to accomplish when he comes again, we need to understand this. God's the author of life, not the author of death. Death isn't what he wants for us, but he did send his son Jesus to destroy the one who has the power of death, to give us true liberty, and as we come to understand that, it will allow us to truly live starting now.